Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone and you can. All right, welcome back to episode 51 of Two Drunk Brothers in the Podcast, presented by The Hub Chicago. And we're just going to lead right into it our recap of our weekend sports. Sucked once again uh, for me. This is Travis. Jarrett actually did decent, four and four. Both of our upsets of the week hit, though. Yeah. Um, so we're getting, we're, we're getting pretty good we're hot those. at that. Yeah. Literally just roll my lines on Thursday night football and upsets of the week. Yeah, because Thursday night football, I am actually 0 and four. Probably about to be 0 and 5. You are 0 and 5. Oh, I am 0 and 5. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're I've right. won the last three in a row. Um, but anyway. On this uh, episode, we're going to you know give you some more picks. We are also going to roll into kind of the draft process and what is the XFL coming up next week, and kind of just reassess what you know we talked about on our NFL podcast preview earlier yeah. on. Yeah, we're about nearly. There's not really a, a clean third of the way through the NFL season because there's 17 weeks, but right now we're in between weeks five and six, so we're right at the third um, of the way through the season mark. So we're going to take a look and see. You know, reassess like you know our division winners, stuff like that, Super Bowl matchups. See if anything's pretty much drastically changed. Which there's a few things for me that have drastically changed. Oh, for sure. So. I mean, definitely a lot of stuff up in the air right now. So uh, in terms of NFL, but um, since I technically only won one game last week, I'm going to go ahead and give myself a punishment for next week, and that is going to be however many picks I get wrong this week Ooh. on my picks. I have to take that many shots while we record the podcast next episode. Hell yeah. And everyone, so if this happens, you got to tweet us shots of what. Yeah, so. so I just got seven wrong this week. So seven shots within an hour next week would be brutal. brutal. I would be fucked up. I'd have to take throwing up in the toilet. Off work. No, you can't because next <laughs> week's going to be crazy. But anyway, I so I like that. So if Travis has another bad week below, so... We no, actually, that's, just, that's not even below. Whatever picks I get wrong, I'm taking the shots. Yeah. So so okay. So even if you go like if you go like six and two, you still have yeah. Two so shots. I'll take two shots next okay. on next week's episode, um, and that's for me just being dog shit like I have been. Yeah. Um, it hasn't been good, and hopefully I can turn it around this week. Got a lot of questionable games and picks on tap, so stay tuned. Before we roll into the Degenerates Digest for this week, though. We did have our 50th episode last week. We were we're giving away a Brewmate koozie, so they're pretty badass. Um, if you guys haven't seen them, check them out. They're really cool if you like seltzers, tall boys. We put um, them on all on the Instagram story and Twitter yeah. and everything like that. Um, so basically for the giveaway for, 50th, for our 50th episode, we asked you guys to submit um, indu- potential inductees into the hashtag Heaters Only Club. Now remember, we already have four off the table. No Eddie Money. No John Cougar Mellencamp, no sticks, and no Guns N' Roses. So we asked you guys to submit your submissions. We got 
a handful of them. So I was disappointed in the in amount, you guys. but but we got a few good ones. There was a clear cut leader heading into today. We're recording this on Tuesday, October eighth. There was a clear cut leader winner, um, but we got, we got one today that we just couldn't turn down. Could not turn down, and it was from actually previous guests on the show, long time listener of the podcast. Uh, so I mean, it's not biased by any means, but uh, it is uh, Queen. Yes. So Cyrus Miller, um, the newlywed, taking home the new brewmate koozie. Yeah. Dude just got back from five days in Jamaica and now gets a brewmate koozie. Yeah. So. He, he, he was on his honeymoon, comes back, listens to the podcast, submits his, his inductee, and wins. So congratulations. Yeah. That's the type of engagement I love to see. Listen when he got back, even though half the shit that he's probably listening to is already, it already happened. Um, yeah. So Cyrus, congrats, bud. Uh, we'll... We're going to try to get that to you before this weekend. This weekend's Mizzou's homecoming. For those of you who don't, who don't know, we'll be visiting and having a good old time. Um, might even see some, for all you Hub Chicago people, we might even see some some videos of the two drunk brothers and the Hub Chicago folks uh, slugging some beers together. But yeah. at any rate, we are going to roll into the degenerate. I cannot say that. The I, Degenerates Digest. I fucked that up the last two weeks. Yeah, you I'm, should I'm just let me roll in and do it. So, yeah. There we go. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites. Not the time for saving. All right, with this week's Degenerates Digest, we have pretty much the same shit on tap as usual. Um, And yeah, so we're going to roll right into it with our three college football picks and then our lock. Uh, I'll start with my first college football pick, if you don't mind, Jarrett. Um, Ole Miss at Mizzou, the game we will be at Saturday at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. And I'm not touching the spread. I'm touching that over-under, which is 56. And I am going to hit that under. And these teams combined 11 games. The over would have hit only three times of 56 um, but pretty much after that brutal Wyoming loss Mizzou had, they've gotten their shit in gear on the defensive side of the ball. They allowed 31 points in that Mizzou game. Since then, in four games, they've allowed 31 points combined. You mean that Wyoming game, but yeah. Or that Wyoming game, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, but since then, they've only allowed 31 points in the last four games. Ole Miss, on the other hand, does have a very inconsistent stretch of defensive efforts, but I really can't see this overhitting unless it's a high-scoring shootout or a blowout by Mizzou, and I really don't see that happening. I'm looking for like a 31-17 score to hit that under, um, but I didn't want to touch that 12-point spread because it was a little bit too rich. A little rich, especially with Kelly Bryant coming off an injury. You don't know how much he's going to play. Um, I will say Cale Garrett, the anchor of that defense, um, some very disappointing news, him being out for the year with that torn peck. I will say, hashtag football guy for finishing out the first half. You know he tore it at the end of the first quarter. Both those picks came when he had that torn peck. That's crazy. And one of them was the touchdown. Yeah. So, but I mean, under 56 here, that's kind of a lot with this Mizzou defense at home, homecoming. Yeah. It's um, a big one. And Ole Miss is not great at all. No. So, um, I like that pick. Um, I looked at it, almost touched the spread, did not. My first pick, I'm going to roll into a Friday night game. I'm taking a, a page out of Travis's book and going into the Friday night games here. Um, I'm going to go Appalachian State at Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. This game's a pick 'em, boys. Yeah, and girls. I, I hope guess. you picked the right one, the I, one that I like. Yeah, I picked the Raging Cajuns, baby. Oh, I don't like that, but I don't have it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so I, it's, it's a pick em. Picking the Raging Cajuns, this game's on Friday night at 7 p.m. on ESPN2, so no spread. Literally just straight up pick a team to win and root for it. Um, 
So really, I, I, I don't know how you don't pick the Raging Cajuns here. Maybe Travis and look at it too in-depth. I know Appalachian State beat North Carolina on the road. That's a pretty big win for them. But um, the, the Raging Cajuns are putting up 540 yards of game on offense and only allowing 345 yards of game on defense. Appalachian State, on the other hand, is allowing 420 yards of game on defense. So a defense is already allowing 420 yards going up against an offense that's, allowing, that's, that's score, putting up 540 that's going to be a score fest. Maybe even peep the over, but I remember it was high. Um, and this is a big, big conference game with big implications. They're both um, in the same conference. I didn't write it down here, and I forget it off the top of my head. Uh, but, you know, Appalachian State's 4-0. The Raging Cages are 4-1. Uh, they're only lost to the Mississippi State. Um, also, the Raging Cages haven't played at home since the 14th of September. So they're going to be ready to come home and, and, and put some points on the board. So I'm taking them in a pick game here. All right. Sounds good. I know. I mean, two good teams. So, we'll see. They are also in the Sun Belt. So, for all those of you, another fun... I knew they're in the, they're in the same conference, but different divisions. Another so. fact check. Um, don't hate it, we but I kind of stayed away from it. We need to hire an intern to fact check when we do this. Fact check, yeah. yeah. Over there. All right, Frankie. Um, pick two for me. I am going with a... Another, this game's at Saturday at 2.30 on Pac-12 Network. Washington State... At number 18, Arizona State. And Arizona State is the dog. They're plus one at home. So it kind of shocked me here. I know that Anthony Gordon, the quarterback for Washington State, has 22 touchdowns and 2,100 yards. But their defense is dog shit. Their defense is dog shit. And we saw what happened last week when they finally played a good defense. They got shut down versus Utah. Now they're going on the road again versus another ranked team. I think their defense is too vulnerable versus an Arizona State team whose offense really hasn't been amazing, but I think they'll be able to score when they need to against this Washington State D. Uh, they're allowing 120 more yards on defense than Arizona State, and I think that you know that's just kind of that's too, that's too big for me. Arizona State's going to be able to score when they need at home. Plus one, give me that all day. I love that. I love, you, know, you know me. I'm a big Herm Edwards guy because, you know, we play to win the game, and, you know, he's the head coach down there, so um, big things coming out of that way. My second game um, is number 23, Memphis, at Temple. Not touching the spread because it was a little too rich for my blood. Memphis is minus six. I'm touching the over-under in Memphis at Temple. Um, it's 50 and a half, and I'm taking the over of 50 and a half. A lot of people are going to be like, yo, bro, chill the fuck out because they both have pretty good defense. But Memphis alone is scoring 39.8 points per game. So they're scoring almost 40 points per game. So this alone, for, for them, they could almost hit this over by themselves. Um, they both have very good defenses, though, like I said, allowing under 20 points per game apiece. Um, but again, kind of like the last game we talked about, this is a big conference game in the American Athletic Conference. They're both 1-0 in the conference. Memphis is 5-0 overall and ranked, obviously. Temple's 4-1, with their only loss being the Buffalo. And I can see this being a bit of a shootout. You know, obviously it's a big conference game. They're, they're going to come to show out. And this is going to be the real first tough test I think either of these defenses have faced. And I think they're going to kind of crack under the pressure. So, 50 and a half is not a lot, especially when Memphis is scoring 40 points a game. So give me the over there. All right. Don't know much about either of those teams. Probably won't watch it. Don't even know if it's televised. Sure, we're watching any. Yeah, it's, it's, I told you. It's 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Did I say that? Oh, no. Oh, it's 11 a.m. on Saturday at ESPN. On Maybe ESPN2. you did. I don't know. So. Um, going to the third game, uh, my, this game's on Friday night. So it's on Friday night at 7, ESPN. Number 20, Virginia at Miami. Uh, we got another ranked underdog here. Uh, Virginia money line is plus one ten. 
and honestly, I didn't really like this when I was looking at it, but this is more of just a can I break out of my funk pick more than anything. We've got two pretty evenly matched teams in regards of offensive and defensive production. I think they allow literally exactly the same points per game and points allowed. But Miami's bad losses kind of veered me away to pick them. They lost to UNC and at home against Virginia Tech just this past weekend. Virginia's coming off a loss against Notre Dame. Knowing that they're going to get booted from the polls, if they do drop this one, I think it's a must-win ACC matchup here on the road for Virginia against this kind of struggling Miami team. Yeah, uh, I saw that, and I liked it a lot because Miami has not impressed me a lot at all this year, so I, I definitely I definitely dig that pick. Friday night game, we have two Friday night games on the docket, so the two drunk brothers are going to have gambling for you pretty much from oh, Thursday on. on. Yeah. Um, my third game I want to talk about here is number seven, Florida, at number five, LSU. Is it a Friday night game? No, it's Saturday. Oh. Uh, my Friday <laughs> game was Appalachian State. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, seven o'clock on Saturday on ESPN, so I'll be ten sheets to the wind by this point. Um, number seven, Florida, at number five, LSU. The spread is 13. Travis, can you guess, can you guess who I'm taking? 13. Probably Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Taking Florida plus 13. They just beat Auburn. That's what I'm saying. Like This seems like a very, very... This is almost my lock. Uh, I chose another mortal lock, essentially, if you want to you want to ask my opinion. But, you know, this seems like a very, very giant spread for two top 10 teams. Um, by no means am I saying Florida wins this game. They're, they're going to lose. But they're not going to lose by more than 13 points. Um, you know, Death Valley, Travis, you and I have both been there. It's a fucking tough place to play. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, it's massive. They're loud when they play neck. It gets insane in there. Yes. Um, yes. But Florida has a very, like, I heard some. <laughs> what? I just can't get over this, the whole the net comment. But continue. <laughs> um, Florida's got a championship caliber level defense. They're allowing 276 yards a game. But LSU's been putting up 571 yards of offense per game. So something's got to give them this one. And I feel like Florida's going to shut LSU's offense down enough to keep this game within 13 points. And plus, they're playing much better football with Trask under center. And I think they're going to put up a fight in Death Valley. Um, and, you know, I think they're going to lose just not by two touchdowns. So I'm giving taking Florida at plus 13 there. I like that pick. I, I definitely like it. Um, looked at it, but I, I maybe I just kind of overpassed at the same time. Moving into our That's locks. That's you've been doing that a lot this year. And every, every time I say it, you're like, man... How did I miss that? I know. It's I don't know. I just look at these games and there's something wrong with me. Hopefully I get it right. Drinking this Natty Rush over here. And for those of you who don't know what a Natty Rush is, it's a 25 ounce, 8%. Kind of like a little mini Four loco. <laughs> My bitch go to loco. By the way, Travis and I are recording the same location this week. Yeah. We're getting way off topic. Let's go to the locks of the week. Locks of the week. My lock of the week, number six, Oklahoma, verse number 11, Texas. Huge rivalry. Saturday at 11. What is it called? Rivalry. No, but they, they have a name for this rivalry. I fucking forgot. It's the Red River Rivalry. Oh, is it? They're, it's already this early? Oklahoma and Texas. Just, yeah. No, yeah, because Oklahoma... That, that was one of my top ones. Yeah. I was just... Maybe I'm just too drunk to remember it. Saturday at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. game on Fox. Um, Oklahoma is 10.5 point favorites, but I'm not touching that. Touching the over-under. It's a lot. Which is 75 and a half. And I don't know how, why I'm doing this for a Big 12 matchup. But I'm going under on 75 That's and so a half. so many points, dude. So many. This over would have hit in three of their combined 10 games played. And believe it or not, for Big 12 teams, both of these teams have pretty impressive defenses. Uh, Oklahoma's allowing 19 points. UT's allowing 26. Um, I don't see these teams 
being able to score at will like they have in the past, unless it's OU. So at most, I see an OU blowout, but I'm going to take that under for a fuckload of points. Of yeah, 75. I mean, Texas' offense is also super one-dimensional. I mean, Sam Ellinger isn't doesn't really have that great of an arm. He's a, no, he's a run more of a more of a running quarterback, and I think Oklahoma can shut that down. So I don't hate that because I saw it over and I'm like, Jesus, that's a Christ. lot of points. That's a shitload of points. My lock of the week is an 11 a.m. game on the SEC network, so it's an SEC game, obviously. It's Mississippi State at Tennessee. The spread is seven. Guess who I'm taking? Who the favorite is? Mississippi State at minus seven. Mississippi State. Let me kind of put that again. Mississippi State minus <laughs> seven at Tennessee. Can I? Can we just? There's no bones about it. Tennessee's a horrible fucking football team. Yeah, they awful. are one and four. Their only win is against Chattanooga. Since then, they've been blown out in both games. Um, since that win, granted they're both the Florida and Auburn, but still, I mean, they're not a good football team. Mississippi Miss- State's not bad. Mississippi State is not bad. They're coming off of a bye, a bye week where they lost week before to Auburn, so they probably still have some some bad taste in their mouth. But they have a 15 point win over a solid Kentucky team, a Kentucky team that I think is going to roll Tennessee later in the year. Um, so if you look at it, a lot of their like offensive defensive numbers match up kind of on paper. But if you look at Mississippi State's strength of schedule compared to Tennessee's, they played much, much tougher competition, which is why those numbers are so close together. Um, I think the Bulldogs win this easily by a touchdown. I think Tennessee can hang around. They have no offense. Um, so seven points is no-brainer to me. I think they might win by 14 or 21. So if you want to buy some points, I would have willing, I'd be willing to go up to 10. But, but just for this, for, for this reason, I'll take seven. All right. Don't mind that pick at all. Um, we got some pretty good college football picks. Just to warn you, because these NFL picks are tough this week. They are. They we were actually for me. threw in another one, another technically, quote-unquote, primetime prime game. We have a Sunday morning game, 8.30 a.m. We're all going to be struggling for my hangovers. Um, watching, well, I won't be watching shit because we'll be driving back from Columbia. But um, we do have a Sunday morning London game this week, so we threw that in there. So we have a Thursday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, our lock of the week, and then our upset of the week. So Thursday night, we got Giants at Pats. I believe the spread is 17 and the over-under is 42. Travis, what did you touch here? Uh, over-under is 42 and a half. Okay. Um, and I did not like either of these lines. Giants and Pats, two pretty honestly inconsistent teams. I am hitting, though, the over of 42 uh, and a half. I don't like that. And it kills me to take it, but I just cannot bet the under on 42 points. That's too little for me just because I think the Pats can put up a lot of points if they're rolling. But it makes me nervous to put to pick against that 17-point spread. I do think that the Patriots' defense is a little too overhyped just because of the, the teams they've played. They've played dog-shit teams so far in the season. The Giants aren't great either. But they have a team that can actually move the ball. They've played actual dog-shit teams. They put up 10 teams. points against the Vikings last week. I know, but I'm just <laughs> I'm saying that they got to give it a little bit. They haven't. The Pats D has not played hardly anybody. Um and even though with Saquon out, I think that they can manage to put up 14 to 20 points. Um, it's manageable for them. The spread's just too high and the under's too low. I'm going for it in hopes that I can keep my Thursday night football streak alive and make it four. Well, if you guys know anything about our Thursday night football records, you should probably fade You should probably fade myself and go with Travis. But I'm going the exact opposite. I'm going with the under of 42 and a half. Um, and it's the exact reason why Travis just said the pass defense is literally something you see on a video game. It's like they're playing on Madden Pro level right now. Um, I know they haven't played great competition, um, but they're allowing 6.8 points per game, 270 yards of, all, of, uh, of yards against them. It's insane. We saw what the Giants, and like I just said, we saw what the Giants looked like last week against a decent Vikings defense. 
Um, only scoring 10 points. So I can see something very similar to that. Like a 24-10 game. This is going to be a horrible Thursday night game. Probably won't tune into it very much. Um, so I'm going to take the under 42.5 there. This is what makes you nervous. Because if you, those of you who don't know and can't think of who the Patriots have played off the top of your head when you're listening to this, they played the Steelers to start the year who were dog shit at the beginning. The Dolphins, the Jets, the Bills who are good but they're not known for putting up points. Nope. And the Redskins. Dog shit teams. Yeah, they are. So, but, I, mean, the Giants, I think the Giants can put up 14 points. The Giants aren't like cream of the crop. But anyway, we have different picks there. Travis going with the over in the Thursday night game. I'm going with the under. Another conflicting pick. Um, the London game. Yep, we're going to the London game. It's Sunday, Sunday morning. morning at 8.30. Yeah, 8.30. Central that's time. That's going to be a headache waiting to happen. Yeah. And it's a matchup. We've fucking already covered this year already on a Thursday night game. It is. Panthers it? versus the Bucks. Panthers are two-point favorites, and the over-under is 48. If you don't remember, the Bucks won the first matchup, 20-14. to 14. Um, I'm doing go, the same thing that I did last time. You want the under? No. I, t- I took the Panthers last time, and I'm taking them again. Me too. I think that if they want any shot yeah. at the postseason, that they cannot yeah. lose to the Bucks twice. Can I interject here? They're also a much better team since that matchup. Uh, they've won three in a row with Kyle Allen at quarterback. Yeah. I honestly think whenever Cam, Cam Newton's healthy, you don't play him. They lost this game the first time because of Cam Newton. Yeah, exactly. So uh, now they have Kyle Allen, three-game win streak, like you said. They have a better defense. I think that two points is pretty much a win. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I don't think they'll win by one. Pretty much a win. I think they should cover this. I think so, too. Can I also throw in something out here? Listen to the Bucks' brutal travel schedule as of lately. So... Let's go back three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, they had to travel from Tampa to L.A. to go play the Rams in a game they won greatly. They had to travel back home to Tampa. They had traveled on the road again last week to New Orleans, and now they went straight from New Orleans to London. So that's a lot of travel for in, in three weeks' time. I mean, you go from Florida to California, back to Florida to Louisiana. That's a short flight. But then from Louisiana straight to London, I mean, that's that's no that's that's not easy on your body. So. I took that into factor a lot. I think Kyle, Kyle Allen's a better quarterback than Cam Newton. They're 3-0 since then. Um, and I view the Panthers as a legitimate playoff team right now if they, if they can win this ballgame. I mean, yeah. Like I said, if their their playoff hopes better drop if they lose two games to the Buccaneers. Yeah. Minus like, two, are, Panthers hammer it. Yep, get it in. Sunday night game, we got the Steelers at the Chargers and two teams that have really taken a dip this season. Chargers, though, are six-and-a-half-point favorites. At home. I had a seven, but I guess it changed since we talked. You had a six and a half on here. Oh. Um, and the over-under is 41. Uh, I'm going to go first. I am taking the Steelers with the six and a half points. Same. Um, I think the Chargers aren't as good as we thought they possibly were. Uh, their offense is struggling. They're trying to incorporate Melvin Gordon so way more than they should. They're trying to force him in there. They're yeah, he's not ready. They really only have one real wide receiver. And Keenan Allen, they have no tight end. Their kicker's hurt. Phil Rivers is old and playing like shit. They're just riding the struggle bus super hard. Meanwhile, the Steelers are finding their groove. Um, I don't want to steal all your talking points here. Um, But they've lost to the Ravens by three, the Seahawks by two, and the 49ers by four. So if Mason Rudolph is playing, I like the six and a half. Even if Mason Rudolph's not playing, RIP, by the way, Jesus Christ, he got leveled. Pat McAfee said something. <laughs> on his podcast, he goes, he goes. Could you imagine like getting knocked the fuck out? He was knocked out for, like yeah, he was knocked out. He goes, could you imagine getting knocked the fuck out waking up when they had that picture when he's not wearing it? He goes, wait, where the fuck did my face mask go? <laughs> yeah, they fucking unscrewed his face mask mask off. He, he looks like a member of the Jetsons. He looks like. stupid. Anyway, I digress. 
Even if he's not playing, that guy they brought in last week, Devlin Hodges, looked pretty solid. Who is he? Undrafted rookie out of Samford. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. He's, they actually call him Duck Hodges because he's a national champion duck Because he throws ducks? No, because he's a national champion <laughs> duck caller. Like, he won competitions for that. So they call him Duck Hodges. Anyway, he didn't play bad. Um, also, this year, like, like Travis said, the Chargers are not playing good football. Their two wins this year came from the Dolphins and the Colts in week one in overtime. And the Colts have significantly improved since then. Yeah, that um, was when they weren't expecting Jacoby Brissett to be their starter. Yeah, exactly. So, um, also this year, the... Um, the Chargers are one three and one against the spread, and Pittsburgh is three and two. Even though they're one and four overall, they're still three and two against the spread. So I am also taking the Steelers plus six and a half here. Um, I like them. The Chargers, I was super high on them at the beginning of the year, not so much. I have Phil Rivers in two leagues. Got to cut him like he needs to get a, like he needs to get a vasectomy. So um. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nine kids. Um, he's he's falling apart. He's getting to the point where. And he's done this for a while where he just blames everything on everybody and not himself. But it's, like, even worse this year. Yeah. Um, So we both have the Steelers. I like that pick. Monday night game should be a fucking awesome game. I think so, too. Lions at Packers. Uh, Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is 46-and-a-half. And I am taking a a team to cover again, the Lions, plus four-and-a-half. I don't hate it. I don't know. I don't don't have this pick, but I I don't hate this pick. I don't know. Hopefully you don't have the Packers minus four and a half. No, I don't. But the Lions have won the last four meetings. The last two years they've swept the Packers, even though but throughout the Packers are they're a different team. I yeah, but I get that. Even through the last decade, through the last since 2010, when the Packers win, uh, it's been a close game. I think the the biggest one was like ten points. Um, so I'm taking my chances here. The Lions coming fresh off a of bye, so I mean they're getting ten days rest. And with a great secondary, the run game might be the only thing the Packers can get going here. Aaron Rodgers has kind of struggled the last couple of weeks to get the ball in the end zone, relying a lot. Aaron who? Aaron Jones. <laughs> um, I always, and I'm not, I'm not sold on the Packers, and I think this could, you know, kind of prove my point that the Lions are pretty real this year. I'm so pissed. I almost traded Aaron Jones for Alvin Kamara and some other pieces a couple weeks ago. Didn't pull the trigger. I'm an idiot. Anyway, I like that pick. Um, I'm. Really like the Lions. I'm not saying the Lions are going to win, no. but four and a half is, is a good amount of points. This is going to be a great Monday night game. You want to know why? Because I took the over at 46 and a half. Um, I think there's going to be points scored. Um, really, the Packers' defense started out very, very solid, and so did the Lions, to be honest with you. Um, both defenses have dipped in the last two weeks. Um, Packers have allowed 24 and 27 points the last two weeks, respectively, to the Cowboys and the Eagles. Same thing for Detroit. Last two weeks they played, they allowed 34 and 24 against Casey and Philly. So again, defenses are not being their strong suit as of late. Um, I didn't feel super comfortable with the spread either way. I don't hate your pick at all though, because if I did have to pick a spread, I would go Detroit here. Um, but they're both both teams are averaging around 24 points per game. So just that alone is right at this was more than this 46 and a half uh, point over. Uh, and I can see this being a kind of a high-scoring Monday Night Affair. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, both coming out. Two veterans showing out in prime time with some weapons this year. Carry on Johnson, Aaron Jones, Valdez Scantling, um, fucking TJ Hawkinson. So um, I can see this being a bit of a high-scoring affair. Over 46.5, lock it on up for Monday, for Monday Night Football. Do a little parlay of uh, of of Lions plus 4.5 and, and the over 46.5. if you're feeling frisky, you can throw a teaser in there. Uh, with the Lions spread and the over and make it a pretty damn near mortal lock of the year. Ten and a half and forty. Yeah. So 
Something to think about. We're going to roll into our bonus picks. I like picks. that a lot, actually. <laughs> We're going to roll into our bonus picks. The upset of the week and the lock of the week. You're doing upset or lock first? We're doing upset of the week first, and I'll go with mine. There was a lot this week. There's, There's a lot that I, I think NFL could be kind of crazy. More. I'm starting to bet more on these uh, on these upsets. Yeah, just the value alone. And the value, I think, on both of our picks is incredible. And we are combined 5-1 five and, five and one on these things. I'm 3-0, and oh, you're 2-1. and one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 That's correct. So we are five and one. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. These ones might, I don't know, they just kind of seem a little obvious to me. Upsets. My upset of the week, 49ers at the Rams. This is a 3 o'clock game on Sunday. 49ers are plus 165. That value is insane. I just think the 49ers are real. People aren't aren't respecting them enough yet. We just saw what they did to the Browns. We'll talk about that later. And Jared Goff is just a big bag of dog shit, and that's all I really got to say. That 49ers defensive line is stupid. Yeah, and the Rams are just overrated. I mean, Todd Gurley's already had a tough time running the ball this year. Clay Matthews just, bro- just broke his jaw. Yeah, so, I mean, alone, uh, you, you just saw the 49ers run all over the Browns. Yeah. They were averaging, like, eight yards a carry in that game. I think the 49ers definitely realistic to win this game in L.A. I like that a lot, um, and I might actually do that. I didn't pick that for my upset of the week. My upset of the week might be my first loss on my upset of the week picks this year, but I'm going to go with it because this team is going to win a game at some point in time. The Redskins at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the dogs at plus 160, and I'm taking the Dolphins. It's at noon on Sunday. Like I just said, the Dolphins, everyone's like, they're going to go 0-16. I legitimately don't think they're the worst team in the league. The Redskins are horrible. The Redskins and the Jets are probably worse than the Dolphins. I, I, would, get, I would put money on that. Um, I actually think the Dolphins will go 2-14. They're going to beat the Redskins, and they're, they're going to beat the Jets at home. Um, anyway, like I said, the, the Dolphins aren't going to go winless. Um, they're going to win one or two games. They're coming off a bye. They're playing a Redskins team that just fired their coach. They're in the middle of a quarterback controversy, and they have to come down and play in the Florida in the South South Florida Heat. All those like Dolphins come off a bye, firing your coach. Don't know who your fucking quarterback is. Coming down to South Florida to play. I mean, this is a perfect storm for the Dolphins' first one of the year. Brian Flores has to build some sort of like momentum there. I think th- I think this is it. Um, do I want the Dolphins to win? No, I really want the number one pick. But I don't think the Redskins are that great. I honestly think they're going to go 0-16. I really do. I honestly do. Unless they start Dwayne Haskins, I can see them doing the same. The interim coach said he has no, He said Dwayne Haskins is not a, not an option to start this week. He's a Colt McCoy, and they're going to look at Case Keen himself. Jesus. Dwayne Haskins. They said they said he's going to sit the whole year and learn the offense. 
But what does it matter when you're going to get a new fucking coach next year so you have to learn a new fucking offense? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, mainly just to not ruin him, I guess. Dolphins plus 160 is happening, so for all you fucking morons that bet in Vegas for the Dolphins to go 16 it's not going to happen because it's going down this week. All right, Jared is insist, uh, insistent on that. Shouldn't you put it as your lock? No. My lock of the week, and I didn't really like any of these games to have as a lock. I hated them all. All love, of them. I love mine. Mine... Is the Saints at yep. the Jaguars. The Saints are plus one, and that's who I'm taking. Yep. Just because you should just know. There should be no explanation. Saints plus one. Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater out. figured out this offense easily. The Jags, their defense is not good. Their defense is not good. The fucking penalties that the Jaguars make, they're the most penalized team in the NFL. Um, they're not disciplined at all. Their offensive line is horrible. And I'm taking the, the Saints all day yeah, plus if one. If it weren't for Gardner Minshew, I think the Jaguars be owned by it right now. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Like, they're yes. they're, not, they're not a good football team. I, I do love me some Gardner Minshew. I really do. I yeah. like him a lot. I think he's going to be a good player in this league. But New Orleans is the much better team here. Um, the Jags, like you said, are they allowing 401 yards a game on defense. And the Saints can show they can even put up points without Breeze. Teddy Bridgewater is 3-0 as a starter. Um... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. And I'm just not buying it. I don't know why the dog's here. I don't get it. I guess it's because they're on the road, but I mean, I like the Saints. Their defense, I mean, the Saints' defense is insane. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot better than what it has been in the past. Jags' defense is overrated. Especially when um, Jalen Ramsey's around, running around with Deshaun Watson, hanging out with him in Houston and shit. Yeah, so who knows? The Jags' team's a mess. Doug Marone needs to get a grip on it. Taking them at noon on Sunday, Saints plus one slash money line. I'll say money line's like, it was even. I think, I think it was even, so better quality there. Yeah. Those are our picks of the week. Whatever I get wrong, I'm taking shots on next week, boys and girls. Besides the upset pick of the week, that doesn't count towards it. No, it, it, but doesn't, it doesn't matter because I'll probably get it right. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't count towards our record, so it doesn't count towards your losses. <laughs> but we have a total of, I guess, five NFL games and four college games. So the possibility for Travis to take nine shots no, next week. No, eight. Oh shit! We added the one. We added the. Sun. If I take nine shots next week, you're staying. You're staying at my house or something. It's gonna be madness. Yeah. Um. So that's it. So please, if you have a recommendation of me to take shots, don't make it brutal. Make it something that I won't have to, you know, throw up all night. But anyway, that's our degenerate digest. Went on a little long. We're gonna roll on to our first and ten. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, 
There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. First and 10 from the 45 yard line. All right, so we're going to roll into the first and 10 segment. Like we said on the intro of the show, we are just about there. There's not really a clean one third of the season, um, but we're right about through the through a third of the way. Um, we're just going to talk about like maybe reassessing our picks from the preseason, you know, our NFL preseason show. If you didn't listen to it, you should go back and listen to it because we had some hot takes then. But we're just going to look at and see kind of where, where they're sitting at right now and really reassess some stuff. So we're going to start in the NFC East. Um, to me, it, it kind of is what we thought it was. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles. I mean... Yeah, I think the Eagles have not really impressed me too much. I think they need to pick it up a little bit. Um, you know, the Cowboys are there. I don't know. They're not playing great football either right now, though. Yeah, no, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the Giants have won two games. I think I only had to win like three or four. Yeah. Uh, Redskins obviously dodged it, but pretty much kind of how everyone expected it yeah for sure like we thought like i actually had the the cowboys winning the division and the eagles getting a wild card i still think that's going to hold true i still think the cowboys will pull away and get this division and the eagles will will also slip into a wild card spot yeah for sure um nfc north i think that's what is that should be, i was gonna go north? south but we can go north that's yeah we'll, i'm just rolling through espn's website here yeah on uh, their standings i absolutely whiffed on this flip flops from what i thought i so had the bike well it's all pretty close though yeah, Still. but to me, to me, I, I, I don't think I had the Bears winning this thing. I, don't I had think the Vikings. I don't, I don't. There's no way in hell the Bears are going to win this thing. There's no way in hell the Bears are going to make this playoffs. There's no way two teams out of this division make the playoffs. No chance. No. Division winner or bust. Sorry, Hub Chicago peeps. Bears are not good this year. Even um, even though our guy Chase Daniels at the helm right now, I mean that defense did not look good in in London on Sunday. No, against the just, Raiders. They haven't. They haven't looked. What they were last year, I don't know if it was a fluke, don't know what it was. Well, it's just, they haven't played a complete game all around. Like, whether it's like, they've not played a complete game, both offense It's mainly and been offense. Yeah, but they, like, even when sometimes, they're like, they scored 21 points on Sunday. When you score 21 points with that defense, you should expect to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with that defense, for sure. Yeah. But it's flip-flop. Goes Packers, Lions, Bears, Vikings is kind of the rundown. Yeah. It's very close. It's still anyone's division. I think I think it's the Packers to lose in my eyes if I'm being wrong. And it's yeah. kind of crazy because the team with the biggest point differential is in last place, the Vikings. They have a point differential of plus 39. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of crazy to see nobody in this division has a losing record, though. Yeah, I still think this division beats the shit out of each other. I can literally see the last place team being seven and nine or something like that, and the division winner being like nine and seven or even ten and six. AKA beats the shit out of each other. Lions beating the Packers this week. Exactly. So. Um, you know, I still think the Packers are, are going to win this division. Uh, I don't know. We'll recap this with our, with uh, what, 12 weeks in? Yeah. 11 weeks in and kind of see where we're at then. I'm not picking a division winner here just yet. I, I, I just think it's the Packers. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make the change. It's definitely not going to be the, be the Bears. Your Vikings that you pick still have hope. Um, again, it's, it, it's a one-team division. No, Two teams are not going to make it to the playoffs out, out of this division. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, NFC South, though, this is going exactly how I planned. It is, I, except you were high on the Falcons. Falcons. I told you they weren't going to yeah. be good, and they're not. They're in last place at one and four. It goes Saints, Panthers, Bucks, Falcons. Um, 
really kind of a Saints Panthers race at this point. Which I didn't see that. I re- I thought it was gonna be Saints Falcons again. I-, I whiffed on the Falcons. I had the Saints winning this division by leaps and bounds. I had them as a two seed. I actually think they're probably gonna get the one seed now. They uh, could. They very well could. Yeah, I I, I really do. Uh, <coughs> a point that they brought up on the Pat McAfee show today when I was listening is like in the years past they got um they got worried because or Drew Brees near the end of the year his arm got tired, but now. If he can get, get, he get six, to eight, six to eight weeks off and Teddy Bridgewater can win those games and his arm doesn't get tired, then you have a fresh Drew Brees come, come playoff time. Exactly. That looks good. Pretty much kind of how we expected. Jiro was high on the Falcons. I'm I, sure. I had the Falcons a wild card team. I'm will, sure a lot of people are decently high on the Falcons. They're just, woof, I told you, Matt Ryan, woof. and they're just falling apart. Fucking noodle arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> NFC West. Um, this is kind of crazy. This is kind of how we saw... Uh, it panning out in a way. Me and Jarrett gave the 49ers a little bit of love, we but did. not nearly the love that they des- they deserved. Uh, we weren't sleeping on them, though. They're 4-0 leading the division. Seahawks are 4-1. and Rams are 3-2. and And I honestly would be happy to not see the Rams win it and see the Niners and Seahawks be the wild card yeah. division winner. So if you guys have been listening to us since the beginning, like the OG beginning, I was super high on the Niners last year, really high on them. Then Jimmy G got hurt. Remember, he, he hurt his knee. And I was like, fuck, there go. I had the Niners as a playoff team last year. So this year, I was a bit skeptical about putting them in that in that kind of upper echelon. But you know what? It's time to, time to put some respect on their name. I like that team a lot. I like Jimmy G. I like Tevin Coleman in the backfield. Um, I like all of it. You know, I like Joey Bosa doing the flag no, wave. fuck Joey Bosa. Dude, we'll talk about him in a bit. Dude, I like that a fuck lot. Fuck the whole Bosa family, honestly. Dude, They're a bunch um, of pussies. But we, you and I both had the Rams winning this division, I think. Um, did you have Seattle coming in as, as I had a wild Seattle card team? as my wild card, and I think I had San Fran at nine, at eight and eight or nine and seven, just missing the playoffs. Yeah, so um, I didn't have a second wild card, but the second wild card team is going to come out of this division for sure. It's going to be one out of the East and one, maybe even two out of the West. Could be, could be. It'd be crazy if that happened. I so, just don't see it. So this this division, can, can I can I go on a little bit of a tangent real quick? Is going to be one in weeks twelve to seventeen. Here we go. Ready for this? Niners, weeks 12 to 17. They play versus Green Bay at Baltimore, at New Orleans, versus Atlanta. That's an easy one. Versus um, the Rams and at Seattle. The Rams in that stretch have home against Baltimore, at Arizona, home against Seattle, at Dallas, home against the Niners, and home against Arizona. Seattle, at Philly, home against the Vikings, um, off of a bye, at L.A., the Rams, at Carolina versus Arizona at San Francisco. So all three of those teams do not have an easy stretch in Week 12 and 17. It's going to be one in the last It'll be interesting to see where we're at come come Week 12. Like I said, we'll probably do this again around Week 11 or 12. And if they're all in the same like same spot, it'll be madness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving in the AFC East. <laughs> obviously, this is exactly how I saw this division painting exactly out. Exactly how Travis did. I didn't see it. I mean, obviously, I saw the pass hey, there. Whoever laughed at my Buffalo Bills pick can now go fuck right off. They're four and one, second place. Looking, I mean, shit. They're in third place in the AFC total. They are got a wild card spot pretty much in their back pocket. Their defense is insane. Their second half of the schedule is so easy. They get to put the Dolphins two more times, the Jets once, one one more time. That's three wins right there. So I mean, at that at that point, you're looking at seven, at least seven wins. Um, the Dolphins will not score more than seven points against them no, in two games. They're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna have a nine to ten win team this year. They're gonna be a wild card team, but the Pats are gonna be fourteen and two. I mean, it is what it is. Pats are the Pats. 
that defense is, is next level. Yeah, we'll see. Tom Brady has had some stretch, some rocky points, um, which obviously those might be the games that he loses. But again, AFC East is exactly how we exactly expected to be. Pat's winning it. Travis had the, had the Bills, the wild card team. Good for him because they look like they are heading towards that. So let's move, go ahead and move on to the AFC North. And uh, I just want to kind of, I want to kind of interject okay, here on the NFC North uh, because I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy, and everyone who's hating on Baker Mayfield can honestly just eat shit because he, yes, he is cocky. Has he had he an amazing bad game? Has he had an amazing career? No, but everybody has bad games. And just to kind of point out to you guys, um, bad games of quarterbacks. I did a little research, and a bad game as a quarterback is projected as a sub sixty six point seven passer rating, in which Baker Mayfield has only had three of in his two years in the league. Oh, Carson, year, year and a half. He's year a rookie and, last year. Yeah, Carson Wentz. Has had five. Dak Prescott's had six. Bridgewater, seven. Mariota, seven. Uh, Jameis Winston, nine. Derek Carr, 11. Russell Wilson, 11. All these people have had many bad games. So it's so just. He's had three. Well, he didn't start till like week five or six. No, he started every game. No, he didn't. Not last year. No, he did not. He did not. Maybe he did. I don't know. Did he? Um, he. Uh, he started everyone but like one. Okay, so again, so he's played everyone roughly, but one game, roughly a year and a quarter, year and a third. He's only had three. You talking? We talk about Russell Wilson has been in the league for almost ten years. He's only had eleven. Back I was just, I was just ranking some off. Carson Wentz five, Prescott six. Yeah, Prescott. Yeah, that, there's no excuse. Teddy for Bridgewater seven, and that dude has only been a starter for a year and a half of yeah, his he, career because he almost lost his leg. So, but let's, no, let's I, just hop off. Let's hop off Baker Mayfield's no, dick. For a second, the reason why this team's getting so much hate is because they have it's it's all flash. They got OBJ, they got Jarvis Landry, they got Baker Mayfield, they have um, fucking the the woman kicker on the sidelines. Kareem Hunt. You can almost say though that Baker Mayfield has taken this team and turned it from a two and sixteen team to what they were last year, and now they're gonna. Yeah, I mean, let's let's, let's not let's not. I mean. We both have the Browns winning the division. I don't think they. I don't think they do it now. They had a tough first five games. They were their, their, their whole schedule is hard. Yeah, it is. It is. They, they played the Seahawks this week. Yeah, I know. They, the next two games are not easy, but after that, it gets a little easier. I don't think they win the division anymore. Sorry, sorry, shake table. <laughs> I don't think they win the division anymore. But I do still think they get a wild card berth. I think the Ravens are going to win this division. I think they have a, a better defense. The Browns' defense is not great. I don't think, dude. Honestly, I don't know who's going to win this division. I I think that it's still the Browns' division to win. The Ravens, we saw what they looked like the last couple of weeks. People have them figured out, just like I said. Yep. Um, I don't think you know. I mean, it's really up to their defense to win this division, just like it was the Bears last year in the uh, NFC North. So, I think it's 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 Ravens or Browns. One of them might get the wild card. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. I, I do think I do see two teams coming out of this division. Um, I, I see a wild card coming from the East in the Bills, and I see a wild card coming from the North. Whether it's the Browns or the Ravens, I do think I don't. I, I don't think the Ra- the Browns win this division anymore, though. I do think they get a wild card spot. So I'm going to kind of flip flop there. We're going to move on to the AFC South, um, where I think we both have the Texans winning this division. Yeah, we for sure did. Actually, yeah, be- when we recorded the AFC South 
Uh, Andrew Luck was still playing. active, but, so I but think we, we had them doing really well, which honestly isn't bad. I had the Texans winning and the Colts, I think, getting that wild card spot. Right? I have the Colts winning it now. Maybe I do not. I think Texans are definitely still going to win it. I think the Texas defense is awful. They can't they can't protect Deshaun Deshaun Watson. They can't do it. I mean, he's going to get banged up. Uh, he looks defeated after every single game, whether they win or lose. You got to think though, Jacoby Brissett's never went sixteen games. So you're week ten, dude's gonna be that dude's defense gonna be tired. is next level though, bro. They just held the fucking put up points. It doesn't matter. They just held the Chiefs to thirteen points without Darius Leonard. They get Darius Leonard back next after the bye. Their bye is this week. They get Darius Leonard back. I think the Colts that for that reason alone, and Jacoby Brissett is literally came from you. And you look at it. He came from the New England Patriots regime. Jimmy G's out in San Francisco running the ball, letting them do all the work. You know, Jacoby Brissett's a game manager. Let's just call it for what he is. But he's a damn good one. As long as he's got a good defense behind his back, he can win some games. I think that, I think, I think the, you're pumping his dick up a little bit too nope, much. Nope. Hey, yeah. I've been listening to my boy Pat McAfee too long probably. But, yeah, um, for sure. I think, it's a, I think it's a little bit wide open. I can still see, see the Texans getting it. I'm just going to go with the Colts now. I don't think the Texans defense or their offensive line is up to snuff. And the Colts offensive line is next level. Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> you're going off on a tangent about the fucking Colts. They lost to the Chargers and the Raiders, and they beat the Titans and the Falcons. Let's not. Let's not. Uh, they also just beat the Chiefs. Let's not forget that the Raiders are better than what we thought they were. No. Yes, they are. Well, the Chiefs are down, bound to lose the game, uh, and that just happened. So it is what it is. I don't think the, I'm not that high on the Colts. I think the Texans still have a very good shot at winning, and the Jags and Titans can overthrow the Colts for at least a game or two. Titans uh, suck. They, Titans suck. They're not awful. They're horrible. They just lost to the Bills 14-7 at home. Hey, Bills' defense is amazing. That's why. It is, but still, 14-7 at home? Come on, man. AFC West, this is shaking out a little differently because of the Chargers' whole situation they got going on over there. Uh, We all know Kansas City is going to win. The Raiders, I don't think they're as real. I'm not saying they're bad. I think I had them doing pretty decent. Um, But I think that they're, they're playing a little bit out of their mind right now. Yeah, they are. It's still Kansas City's division. I had uh, I had the, the Chargers as a wild card team. Not going to happen. So um, it's still a Chiefs division. Always, always will be a Chiefs division. So let's roll on to our Super Bowl matchups. Originally, I had a Rams KC Super Bowl. You had a New Orleans Kansas City Super Bowl. I think not New Orleans and Patriots. And is that changing for you at all? Because that is exactly who I think is going to make it. I don't know why I had Rams KC because I was super high on New Orleans. Um, and I'm just going to be I, – I don't see the Rams making it back there. I No, I, that's definitely not yeah. possible. Pat, Pats and Saints for me, I think. Um, I think – yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you nailed call, it. I call it. I'm not going to so change it now. That's what I like. So I don't know why I did it because I originally had Chiefs-Saints. For some reason, I think when I heard you say Chiefs-Saints, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to do Chiefs-Rams. Uh, but I think it's going to be, uh, um, yeah, Saints and, uh, Saints and Pats. So for you, we'll do this real quick, and then we'll roll, talk about the XFL for a bit. Um, for you, the most surprising team this year? That, most surprising team? Yeah. Mine's honestly been the Packers. I don't like to admit it because I had them low. I didn't like them coming in. thought Aaron Rodgers was kind of a little bit washed up. And that's really not – it's not the case. It's not that he's leading his team to crazy victories. Their defense has stepped it up big time. I still don't think that they're as good as what their record shows. But they proved me wrong to this point, so they could prove me wrong in the future. Um, but I don't think they're a division winner, but they for sure – Impressed me the most. Yeah, I can see that. For me, uh, mine's the Oakland Raiders. 
Um, I know you said you had them being decent, but they just beat the Bears, a good defensive team in London. I know their offense isn't great. Uh, everyone kind of wrote them off after after AB left, and it's like you know this team's gonna suck. They're done. We now we're sitting here, and I thought they'd have five wins all year, and they have three within the first five weeks. So they've been kind of the most surprising team for me. Okay, yeah, I can I can definitely see that. It's kind of a little yeah low ball team. Most disappointing team for you. Disappointing team. Mine's easily gonna be the Chargers. Um, so I was I almost went Chargers. You could also pick the Browns here though too. Yeah, I mean the Browns. That's only for some people. A lot of people saw them as not, not as gonna live up to the hype as what they haven't done. So, um, but for me, the Chargers. I think everybody had the Chargers coming as that second wild card in the AFC, and they or that wild card of the AFC, and they don't look very good right now. Um, they're two and three, coming off of losses to the Broncos and the Lions. Their offense looks terrible, and they just. Yeah, yeah, it looks trying, like shit. They're trying to force Melvin Gordon there too much. Um, mine's the Falcons, obviously. Oh, obviously. Yeah, I was super high on the Falcons. Uh, they're 1-4, and four, and they're just playing some downright god-awful fucking football right now. Uh, the team with this much talent on offense should not be this bad, but the defense is that historically bad. Um, Dan Quinn is going to get fucking fired. I had him as a wild-card team, and they're not playing. I honestly – I did it again today. I see them maybe winning four or five games. Like they're going to go four and twelve or five and eleven, have a top ten pick probably. The Falcons are that bad. Like yeah, yeah. I mean they're not good. It's insane how how bad they are, um, and they're just they're, they're just getting decimated on both sides of the ball. I mean not really. Their offense is still putting up points, but their defense is just absolutely fucking atrocious. So fair enough. This is what it is. That's my just Fal- Falcons. All right, pick the fuck up, noodle arm. <laughs> Uh, real quick, we're going to touch on XFL draft coming next week, October 15th and 16th. Me and Jared are excited about it because the St. Louis will now have a professional football team of some sort. Um, so if you don't, if you haven't seen it, this is how kind of the draft format works. They split it up into phases. Um, phase one is skill players. So you draft quarterback, wide receiver, running backs. There's well, ten. To be, to be fair, each team already has a quarterback assigned to them yes. by the league. There's one quarterback assigned to them, assumingly uh, being the starting quarterback. Yeah, and this is also a snake draft, kind of like a fantasy football draft would be. So it's pretty cool to see uh, phase one of the draft. Like I said, school players. So it's quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and there's ten rounds. In uh, phase two, it's offensive line, ten rounds as well. Obviously, tackle, guard, center. Phase three is defensive. Wait, are tight ends lumped into that? You think tight ends are probably lumped into skill players, or maybe open draft. Yeah, it's true. to imagine because we'll get we'll touch on that. Uh, so, phase three is your defensive front seven. So obviously your D linemen, your linebackers. Phase four is your defensive backfield. Uh, so you get your cornerback, your nickelback, your strong safety, and your free safety. All those. First four phases are 10 rounds, so we get 10 players from each. And then phase five is an open draft, which the rest of the field is open, and there's 30 rounds of that. So, like, kickers, kick returners. Yeah. With with your first phase, or with your quarterback assigned to you in all the phases, there's a total of 71 roster spots. Uh, Each different phase, your team drafts in a different position. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool. It's really unique. Um, They're releasing the draft pool. Kind of day by day. So they released the first one yesterday being Monday. The second one today being Tuesday. Leading all, all the way up until Friday. And I'm pretty sure the last thing they'll announce is each team's starting quarterback. Um, we don't know that yet. 
They've released some some of the rosters, some big names. Travis has them in front of him. I know there's some Missouri players on there, some old Mizzou players. Eric Beisel, Arian Penton, LaDamian Washington are all, are all in, in the field. Um, any other big names that you saw? Uh, Connor, Connor Cook, Cook is one of the big quarterbacks in the draft, so I, I assume he's not getting assigned, assigned to, to a team, team yep. which is kind of crazy. Um, I'm not a fan of the draft pool players so far. I almost, I'm sure it'll get better. I almost kind of wish they would do like a free for all, like Invincible, uh, where you just go and try out for your local hometown team, <laughs> let everyone live out their dreams. Yeah, but for no a day. one watch that because it'd be dog shit. It'd be dog shit quality. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. Um, but I, I do love how this draft is set up. It's going to be fun to see. I don't know if it's televised or not, but that's kind of the little run rundown. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So you know, us being in St. Louis, maybe. Being a podcast, getting some pool, maybe we'll be able to get somebody from the team, or because it's kind of kind of a lower tier tier type deal. Yeah, maybe we'll be able to get somebody on the podcast by DMing them. But um, Travis and I definitely plan on going some games and be doing some stuff with with some tailgates with the Battle Hawks. We already have Battle Hawks gear. Um, call us nerds, whatever you want, but we're excited for football <laughs> to be back in St. Louis. I mean, that's really that's really what it, what it boils down to. Um, but yeah, ladies and gents, so. That concludes episode 51 of Two Jump Brothers in a Podcast. Again, shout out to Cyrus Miller for winning the giveaway for our 50th episode. His Heaters Only Club recommendation was Queen, so we're going to have a Queen song to play us out. Don't know what it is yet because we'll figure it out before we're done recording. It's got to be, uh, for him, he won, so it's got to be We Are the Champions. Oh, yeah. Um, so play us out. To play us out. But committed no crime. And bad mistakes I've made a few And I'm Mike, and we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.